Welcome to Lawyers Who Care, the video show podcast that highlights attorneys who go above and beyond for their clients. And on each episode, we will meet a new lawyer and they will share stories of when they went above and beyond legal counsel for the benefit of their client. My name is Andrew Samelin. I'm the principal of Samelin Wealth, a nationally recognized wealth management firm for lawyers, law firms, and their clients. And let's applaud lawyers who care and let's learn from them. Today, my guest is Joseph Madelon. Uh, he is an attorney with Madelon Law. He focuses on personal injury and homeowners insurance in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Welcome, Joseph. Andrew, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me today. Terrific. So, uh, Joseph, tell us about your firm. Tell us what you specialize in. Oh, man, where do you want to start? So we're about 20 years in the game now, Andrew. Uh, we've built quite a reputation as a boutique firm here in Fort Lauderdale. We specialize in personal injury from, you know, simple rear-end accidents uh, all the way up to the world's worst catastrophic cases. Um, you know, we've been involved in cases where we've had 20 experts all throughout the United States. We have international experts. We handle a lot of very complicated federal maritime cases, which scares a lot of lawyers because a massive amount of heavy lifting and it's a world all its own, uh, but we really enjoy it. And as you, as you earlier said, you know, we do handle some homeowners and property damage claims. Florida has become the recent victim of Hurricane Ian, and we're looking at probably the most costly storm in the history of Florida. Estimates, you know, averages before were about 20 billion in damages. We're looking at about 50 billion plus in damages. So we're gonna double the prior storms. And um, unfortunately, as you know, in the financial industry, insurance companies are not always reliable. So who you invest with and who you put your money with and your products matters. That's why they have ratings. And prior to Ian, seven insurance companies went bankrupt before the storm in Florida. So get ready for a slew of bankruptcy and receiverships from this storm. It is not going to be pretty for a lot of people in Florida. So I'd imagine that the uh, Florida Insurance Commissioner has uh, their hands full. And how do you negotiate through that in the case of a bankruptcy? Man, you know, we'll, we're negotiating through it in the case of a bankruptcy is, is a whole nother world of its own. But we're Florida. We're in the same position in Louisiana. Our property damage homeowners market is just imploding and it's year after year. So we're seeing new legislation, new statutes come out every year. The game is constantly changing. And. The reality is insurers don't want to write here. It's become a huge problem. And now with our property values skyrocketing, mm -hmm. it's just really hard now for insurance companies to want to play in this market. And it's hard for homeowners to even afford the right coverages. So we're seeing, you know, exclusions for things like flood. Well, most people have flood damage from a hurricane. So you have a big issue, right, with these really expensive riders and it's a mess. Now, how you negotiate through a bankruptcy is a whole nother world. So we have uh, FIGA, the Florida Insurance Guarantee Association, which takes companies that go bankrupt into a receivership. And we deal with them through a receivership. Now, it does change the game, but those nuances probably aren't as relevant for today's conversations. Just people need to know is that there is an insurance guarantee conglomerate that's going to come in and save the day but it's going to make uh, some adjustments to the, the overall value of the claim. At the end of the day, everyone will have something, but when the pie is less, the slice is smaller. Mm -hmm. Almost uh, so the reinsurer steps in and does the best they can, but it's not as good as the original alternative. Yeah, you know, you know, so what happens is there's supposed to be all of these bonds that are held and they're supposed to be putting up monies, but you see a lot of really slick uh, 
a lot of slick money managers take their their bonds and put them in places like the Cayman Islands or some offshore account. We find out later that the the money that they said they had in equity wasn't really there. There's a lot to it. So so Florida steps in with an insurance guarantee association and does its best. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's a process. And I think yeah. you're going to see homeowners now having to understand the process is a little bit longer than expected. And, and that doesn't help you when you need to get back in your house. You know, you need a roof over your head. You need a place to cook dinner. Those things are real. So let, let's get to the uh, the brass tacks here. You have a, a story where you went above and beyond uh, legal counsel for the benefit of your client. Share with us that story. You know, you know Andrew, what really comes to mind is um, a really, really, really difficult case. I had um, a young gentleman. He was staying at a um, at a local hotel, a big name brand. And because it confidentially settled, I can't give you any information on the defendant. But what happened was he stepped out of the shower and he was later found on the floor with seven broken ribs and a lacerated spleen. Now, normally you'd think that that's a pretty serious injury, but it was nothing compared to the sequela that followed. So what had happened in the fall, it was so traumatic that he dissected his vertebral artery. As he was taken to the hospital for the broken ribs and the lacerated spleen, this is the immediate pain he's feeling, we start to see over the first six hours a de-evolution. We start to notice some stroke symptoms. Some nurses are noting a little slurring in the speech. He's having some slight paralysis on the left side. So they order a brain MRI. Now we're post fall about 11 hours and we're seeing a pretty significant brain bleed. From this point, what happens when you dissect the vertebral artery is you have a central pons stroke. It's the worst stroke a human can suffer because it leads to the worst injury a stroke can cause, which is locked-in syndrome. Now, locked-in syndrome means you are fully cognitive. There's no brain damage, but you're completely locked in your body. We're talking the only thing that moves are your eyes. You can't eat. You can't move your mouth. There's no communication. So you can think and participate in the world just like you did but you are completely locked in your body. It's a horrific injury. Now this happened in a hotel bathroom as he was stepping out of the shower. Now, everybody steps out of the shower with wet feet. So why in the world would the hotel ever consider this to be their fault? In fact, their position was, we provide a shower mat. He knows his feet are wet. He showered his whole life. Why is this anyone but his fault? So I have a 38-year-old who will never function again on a G-tube needing 24-hour assistance for the rest of his life and a hotel who says, hey, it's on him. We dug into this case. This family is now my family. I, can, I broke bread at their table in California. I've sat there on holidays. I've had him to my home. This case went on for years. What you love about this is when we finally got the trial, because they weren't going to pay a penny to settle this case, I showed up with my paralegal, my client, and his nurse, his CNA. He's in a long board wheelchair, so he can't move except his eyes. So legs out, head back, with his duty nurse, myself, and my paralegal. 
you look across the courtroom and the defense showed up with nine attorneys. There were so many attorneys, they didn't fit at the table. They could fit four attorneys on the first table and the other five had to sit against the back wall. And this didn't count the staff that they brought, their IT techs, their paralegals, the people who were moving literally banker boxes, walls of boxes. So we're in the middle of jury selection. And, you know, I go first. So we're talking for a little while. There's a lot to unpack with the jury here. One of the jurors raises his hand. He's an older guy in the back, uh, long-term, uh, you know, long-term road guy, truck driver. And uh, he's probably in his 60s, rough around the edges. And we had a really sweet judge. She's a wonderful person, very kind. She was very patient. So he raises his hand and she says, Mr. Madelon, you have a, a juror with a question in the back. Said, looked at my chart. I said, yes, Mr. So-and-so. What is it? He goes, well, you told us we should tell you the truth, that this jury selection is where we get to speak our mind and just tell you whatever we're thinking. And can I tell you what I'm thinking? And I said, sir, that's why we're here. He said, I see you, and you look like you work out. You're in pretty good shape. And I see nine of them, and I'm thinking – they're worried you're going to kick their ass and pay them a lot. They have to pay you a lot of money. Man, when I tell you nine attorneys stood up at once, said, you're on her sidebar. The rest of the jury was laughing. That was a light moment in a very heavy case. And I want to tell you, before we finished the trial, we had done so well, me against nine, that the case ended in a settlement that took care of my client for the rest of his life. It was an exceptionally difficult case. They never flinched. During mediation, they offered us a chance to walk away. They said, leave now while you still can. To this day, I will always be thankful for the opportunity to spend time with that family. Um, I'm very happy they're my family. And I thank God every day that we were able to get the result that gave them the opportunity to just have a little bit of hope in a really, really difficult situation. Mm. And you look back at that case, Joseph, and uh, how does that make you feel? You know, I talk to the family probably <clears throat> once a month. My staff stays in touch. They'll call my paralegals. Um, you know, that is just a chapter in my life that I'll always be grateful for. Just grateful for the opportunity, you know, grateful for the wonderful family I got to work with and represent and grateful that it became a lifelong friendship and relationship. That's great. So uh, today my uh, guest is Joseph Madelon. Uh, he is an attorney with Madelon Law. Uh, he focuses on personal injury, as you've seen, and homeowners, homeowners insurance law in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, Joseph, so that people can get in touch with you, can you give us your phone number twice? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Andrew. So we have uh, an easy number to remember. It's 888-MADALON, my last name, M-A-D-A-L-O-N, 888-MADALON. And it's easy to remember because we always tell you, listen, don't get mad, get Madalon. 888-MADELON. That's where you can find me. You can also find me on almost all social medias from Instagram to Facebook to TikTok to YouTube at Madelon Law, Twitter as well. We're on Twitter and LinkedIn. 
So um, we get a lot of direct messages and a lot of communications through social media these days. That's an easy way for us to stay in touch. That's great. Joseph, thank you for joining us today. Everyone, this has been the Lawyers Who Care video show podcast that highlights attorneys who go above and beyond for their clients. And as we've seen, uh, Mr. Madelon does just that. Uh, if you're an attorney or no one that might be appropriate for this uh, podcast, please reach out to us at info at samalinwealth.com, info at samalinwealth.com. Joseph, thank you so much for your time today. My pleasure, Andrew. Thank you for all that you do.